Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. In today's show, we'll talk about the battle of the hybrids at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. We'll take a look at the last new car that Ford will ever make in Australia, and then some tips on how to make a Camaro go faster. So let's get to it. Did Chrysler just give us the short list of executives who might replace Sergio Marchion when he decides to retire? Chrysler just named five new members to its board of directors, and they all come from within the company, including Reed Bigland, who heads up U.S. sales, Chrysler of Canada, and the Ram brand. Michael Manley, who runs Chrysler's international operations and the Jeep brand. Michael Keegan, the head of human resources. Richard Palmer, the head of finance for both Chrysler and Fiat. And Giorgio Fassati, the top lawyer at Fiat. I say keep a sharp eye on Richard Palmer. He seems to be Sergio's go-to guy when the boss wants answers. Despite ongoing reports of China's economy slowing down or car sales hitting a plateau, others see nothing but rocketing sales. ArcelorMittal, the world's largest steel producer, predicts that car production in China will soar 60% over the next eight years, going from about 22 million units today up to 35 million. That would make China's car market roughly the same size as the U.S. and Europe put together. At this weekend's Le Mans 24 Hours, the top-level LMP1 class was a battle of the hybrids. Toyota led for the first 14 hours, but then ran into electrical problems. Audi took over from there, but had to relinquish the lead to Porsche in order to change its turbochargers. But with only four hours remaining, for some unknown reason, the Porsche was no longer able to shift gears, knocking it out of the lead giving Audi a 1-2 finish and its 13th victory in the last 16 races. It's a significant development in motor racing when each of the top teams shows up with its own hybrid powertrain. And in other racing news, former Formula One champion Michael Schumacher has come out of his coma and is no longer in the hospital. Even so, Schumi still has a long road of recovery ahead of him. Would you ever buy a car using your phone? That's not the way that I would do it, but eBay Motors says 14,000 people buy a car on its website every week by using their mobile phones. And it sells 831,000 car parts every week the same way. Brian Murphy, the vice president of eBay Motors for North America, stopped by our studios and filled us in on its automotive e-tailing and where it's headed. You can catch my interview with him on YouTube. Just look for the Autoline Network. With Ford stopping production in Australia after 88 years, its performance vehicle division's last vehicle will be the most powerful road car it ever built. Actually, this will be the last new vehicle that Ford makes in Australia. It's a version of the Falcon called the GTF 351, which will produce just over 470 horsepower and 420 pound-feet of torque from its supercharged 5-liter V8. 
It also gets an improved suspension from the R-Spec model and Brembo brake calipers. The F stands for final and only 550 examples will be built. Production of the tamer version of the car will not end until 2016. Speaking of performance, on Autoline After Hours, we had Mark Stilo as our guest. He's the chief engineer on the Camaro Z28 and a certified gearhead. He's written a book called Pro Touring, detailing how to take a vintage car and turn it into a modern performance machine. There are over 1,100 pictures, so it's easy to follow his how-to instructions. We'll be giving away one of his books every day this week, and to win it, all you have to do is answer a simple question. Today's question is, in our review of the Lincoln MKC, we said it passed the 100-yard test, and then we chopped that down to a shorter test. What is the distance of that shorter test? Check out the seat time section of our website, and then shoot us an answer via email. Send it to viewermail at autoline.tv. Speaking of Mark Stilo, coming up next, he talks about developing the Z28 at the Nordschleife at the Nürburgring. The new Sonata from Hyundai. Automakers have proven grounds, usually located in different parts of the world, so they can test their cars in all kinds of climates. But when it comes to performance, there is only one place in the world where every automaker wants to take its cars. On Autoline After Hours, that track was a topic of conversation. Did you take this car to the Nürburgring? Yes, uh, I was fortunate enough to be one of the people that were, was over there. We had it over there twice and we actually had it there in April last year and September and uh, it was, uh, it's an awesome track and it's a, it really rings the car out and shows you deficiencies that you, you can't find in North America. So at least a question from one of our viewers, Chuck Grency wants to know how much faster was the Z28 around it than the ZL1? Uh, the Z28 ran a seven, sorry, 737 and change and the, the ZL1 was a 741. So, and the video that we official posted, it rained like the last quarter of the lap. I don't know if you've seen the YouTube video or not, but Adam Dean was driving and it's, and it's, it's really, it's epic, it's very cool. And he's, he's very committed on the lap. And we were testing over there and to, 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 to get a lap time during industry pool time at the Nürburgring, you've got a small window between four and 4.15 to do it because you can't video why other cars are on the track for obvious reasons. And if you rent the track in the morning, it's too, usually too cold or wet. So you got like this short window between the industry pool time and public time. And every day it would be like sunny and the track's so long by the time you get something it starts raining. That's right. So, so for two what, weeks, yeah. it was doing that. It's 14 miles? A tw little over 12 miles. 12 miles, okay. And a thousand foot elevation change. Man, I've driven the track, although yeah. it's been quite a while since I've done it, but. You're right, uh, all the bends and twists and ups and downs, I could see where it tweak a chassis every way you can possibly do it. Right. But didn't you guys do a, uh, at, at the Milford Proving Grounds, you know, the Lutz ring that sort of mimicked part of the Nürburgring track, the Nordschleife? Oh yeah, we were there all the time doing development work. The car had 
you know, hundreds of laps there, sorting and tuning and, you know, going through tire submissions and chassis tuning and stuff like that. So that's our home track. That's what we do all of our but it, development. But it's work not there. the same as going to Germany? No, it's, if, you, if you run there and, uh, and VIR and a couple of, you know, those two tracks mainly here in the North America, it really sets you up well to go over there. So those two, those two tracks together kind of get the essence of what the Nürburgring is. What's your time? Uh, I ran a uh, like a 45, 745. Okay, that's that's pollen. And I actually rode uh, anything ro under eight minutes, right? Is a good time. Yeah, and I, we were running some laps with Al Oppenheimer, the chief engineer in the car. We were running in the 40s, and we were we were honking along pretty good. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching.